Welcome to the Church Podcast, talking all things ministry so you can do church better. I'm your co-host, Chris Wesley, joined by John, I need a pillow, Ronaldo. John, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I do need a pillow. I, I won't lie about that. I am, I if I'm being totally honest, I'm exhausted right now. I am exhausted. And it's, it's, it's COVID, it's thinking creatively, it's trying to pivot, it's creating, it's, it's all these stuffs that, that we've got going on. I just feel like mentally, and certainly physically as well, uh, I'm drained. And, and the reason I share that, Chris, is uh, because I don't think I'm alone, especially now, you know, in, in this feeling, this, this, this low energy, this, this I'm tired, this I need a vacation. I need to rest, you know, uh, you know, I know you just got back off of vacation. So you're all, you're all rested and rejuvenated, ready to rock and roll. Right. (laughs) Well, you know, yes and no. Like, um, as much as it was great to step out, you know, like, and and we've talked about this before on, uh, about vacation, right. There are vacations and then there's time away right like when my family went on a disney vacation there was nothing restful about that right um it was rejuvenating in some ways but there was nothing restful about that um although for me going away to the mountains in negative 20 degree weather that's very restful for me um in in a different way so yeah i mean i'm sure like most summers uh if people took vacation you know and got out of dodge like uh, that maybe they felt a little bit of reprieve, but are they restful is, a, is another question. And, and that's what we want to talk about today, because I think with the amount of stress and burden and um, work that we've put ourselves through these, and, and not just uh, these last couple of months, but maybe these last couple of years, um, uh, it's important to talk about rest because uh, what we do um, is a race, you know, St. Paul tells us like he wanted, he wanted to finish the race and, and he felt he'd like he did finish the race and, and we don't want to pass out before the finish line. Cause as someone who has done that in an actual race before, it is not fun. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we want uh, the good men and women who are listeners of this podcast and even those who don't listen to continue to, uh, to thrive and grow in their ministries. And that's where rest is an important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so today we're not going to talk about vacations because we rebooted an episode last week talking about vacations. But, but really more in, in my mind, Chris, what I'm, where I'm going with this is how do we rejuvenate uh, and, and, and rest on a regular basis in the context of our normal routines and habits? And I think that's where things have got really undermined a little bit because like I, like many who are listening, have been stuck at home. Now, we've gone out and done some things here and there, you know, as things lifted and stuff like that. But really, like, I'm home. We're home. My three kids are home. Uh, and, and it takes everything in my power to take care of my kids, entertain my kids, you know, because I can't sign them up for the summer camps and things like that, you know. Uh, you know, and then still trying to work and my wife's working and trying to really balance all of that right from from really the confines of home uh, has been a real a real drain uh, you know, on folks. And, 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 you know, some of you listening may have kids and, and may not have kids, but I think all of us 
are really realizing that there's there's extra stressors during this season that we don't normally have, right? For some of us, there's a job security question, right? We know that's been an issue for a lot of people in church ministry. Like, is my job going to be here tomorrow because of, you know, lack of finances and the offertory and giving and things like that? That's a very real concern. And thinking about that is very, very stressful. The amount of, of, of creativity that's been required lately, uh, uh, thinking outside the box and doing things differently is, is emotionally draining. It's intellectually draining, right? Because we are not on autopilot anymore. And there's a part of that that's really good, but there's a part of that that's really exhausting, the constant change, the constant ambiguity. Uh, and so I think all of us have a right to feel tired and exhausted right now given the realities of the personal stuff and staying at home whether you've got kids or not not being able to get out and do things and then then the creative energy that's required for for your ministry for your work and and i i just feel it and, and i feel it not only for me at home i feel it across the board when i talk with different folks and different you know my clients in different parts of the country uh you know they're feeling it they're feeling it. And I, I remember one week in particular, this was in June. Now we're recording this in August, 2020, but in June, 2020, right in the middle of all this COVID stuff, three months in, I remember having, there was one week I had, I don't know how many Zoom calls. And I, I, I kid you not, there were at least half a dozen of those Zoom calls had tears, had tears in them uh, because we were just being honest and open and, and, and people were just tired and emotionally exhausted and 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 my job was to really listen and be there and and take that in and support them uh so i i think there's a lot of us feeling that way chris and, and maybe some folks got away and did a vacation and some folks didn't i have not had a vacation right you know but but what are the strategies that's where we want to go today what are the strategies that we can do daily to kind of help us be rested and rejuvenated, especially during this summer of 2020 as we head into the fall of 2020. Yeah, um, I think, well, I, I'm right there with you, right? Like I've had clients who are just in tears. Um, our household has been in tears, you know, it's just, uh, in fact, um, there was one point where one of my kids was just like, I'm just tired of seeing the three of you. Like he didn't use those words, but it was just basically, I'm tired of seeing the same people over and over again. And I was like, me too, <laughs> but like, I love you. But, uh, you know, it is, it is one of those, um, because so much of what we're used to is been disrupted. Um, for many of us, it's easy to, um, to uh, just feel helpless um, in that situation. And, uh, you know, for us to feel um, helpless uh, is not um, it, it is not healthy. And that's why I think really the first step is to get help, is not to do this on your own. Like, um, I have to say one of the biggest saving graces that I've had during this, um, this pandemic is being in therapy, you know, and, uh, um, and I think I've shared this before. I've, I've been in therapy the last couple of years. Um, I, I've been in and out of therapy my entire life. Um, that's just how much of a mess I am. But, um, you know, I talk once a month, um, at least, uh, you know, with my therapist. And it's just a chance to just kind of like lament, divulge, you know, just share just all this pain uh, that I might be feeling, right? Um, and, 
you know, um, I, like I think for us in, in ministry or just any of us, we have to really take into account our mental health um, and, uh, you know, uh, seeking the help of a counselor or a therapist and not, not just a spiritual director, right? Because a spiritual director serves a different role than a, than a therapist, but um, getting some kind of help um, whether it is a spiritual director, a coach, a, a therapist, it all depends on where you're struggling right now. But getting that type of person is key because like you cannot carry these emotions, these thoughts, these burdens on your own. And while you might have a great spouse, um, while you might have uh, really good friends or um, you know people that you can rely on, you almost need that dedicated person that is just gonna be that sounding board um, and then ask you, um, questions that they've been trained on asking to help you really clarify those thoughts. So while I feel tired um, in a way, I also feel like I have this one outlet and that's, um, that's my therapist who I talk to on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. Uh, you know, I, I have, since I moved to Las Vegas, I have not had a spiritual director, um, but, but the spiritual director piece, as you mentioned earlier, has been a very valuable piece. And uh, that was actually my challenge during this past Lent until COVID hit, and then I dropped it. You know, but my challenge was to find a spiritual director. Uh, but even without a spiritual director, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's certainly my wife, but who are the other confidants in your life? Where I, I agree having someone who's not emotionally attached to your life you know, to talk to, I think it's really good, but also like I have, I have some guests in town right now, you know, and just sharing with them, you know, and just sharing the reality of what's going on has been very therapeutic for me, you know, as they support that. And so, so I think that's really, you know, a strategy number one is, is, is surround yourself with people, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a spiritual director, certainly talk with your spouse, you know, or significant other uh, and, and, and friends and just be open about it. Right. You know, I think so many of us in ministry, but, try to play strong and pretend we're like, we've got this all together. Look, folks, none of us do, right? And so let's just be okay. You know, not that you need to out it all, you know, all over social media or wherever else, but to have a couple of folks that you can connect with and talk to about this stuff, I think that's really valuable. Chris, I think a second strategy that, that I am very intentional about, and this is gonna sound so simple, but I think it's so real, get enough sleep. You know, I, I like my wife makes fun of me because she's the night owl and I'm the morning person. Right. And I, I'm in bed often by 9 PM, which is super early for a lot of folks, but for some folks that's totally right in. But, but the reason I do that is because I, I get up anywhere between five and six in the morning. And I like that morning time, you know, we'll talk about morning time in a second, but like for me, I, I feel like I need seven hours of sleep. And if I don't get seven hours of sleep, it's not, it's not good for me. I'm not there. I'm not as, as, as alert. I'm not as creative. I'm not as, you know, good basically. And so it sounds so simple, but so many of us don't do sleep well. And so I would say that for me, that's a second strategy. It's like really try to build in time to get whatever amount of sleep that you need, whether it's six hours, seven hours, eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours, whatever it is. For me, I've kind of narrowed it down to seven hours. That seems to be the sweet spot for me. If I get a good seven hours of sleep, I'm in good shape. If I get less than that, I'm definitely not in good shape. And just ask my wife and kids. <laughs> well, and, and sleep is uh, like, I, I don't, while it's simple, I don't think it can be overemphasized because 
Um, there have been several studies now that are linking um, lack of sleep to uh, not just dementia, but Alzheimer's, um, health issues, uh, you know, weight loss, weight, you know, weight gain. Um, if you, if your body does not have a chance to heal and, and get that REM and, you know, really uh, sleep, then you're not going to be able to create or produce or, you know, like you said, even control like your emotions, right? Um, uh, part of what we said at the beginning of this is we're tired, right? And anytime you're tired, we know this with our kids, right? They got to go to sleep. They got to go to bed. Like I, I love um, and I hate at the same time when it's so easy to tell when my kids are tired because they just turn into monsters. They're yelling at each other, they're screaming, and that's when it's time to rest. And, and <clears throat> you know, it's interesting because um, with a lack of uh, organized events out there, especially in-person events, like many of us do have the opportunity to address our sleep habits. Um, and, and, you know, there, there are some practices that, um, I, I, I'm blanking on the TED talk that I watched, but, you know, caffeine and alcohol, how that impacts your sleep, you know, um, what you eat impacts your sleep, what you're looking at impacts your sleep and everything like that. And kind of going back to what you were saying, John, like, you, I think people have to find what's best for them, um, and, and, and so many different uh, areas and, and we could talk about sleep the whole time because that would be a huge step. If you get help, yeah. if you get sleep. Those two things, I think, will set you up for success. Yeah. Um, but like, if you don't have a rest, restful mind um, and a restful heart, then you're just going to always feel tired, mm -hmm. uh, for sure. I think you're right about the 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 alcohol and the caffeine and the sweets and things like that. You know, I, I have discovered. I've actually tested this recently, and I think it gets worse as you get older. Like, look, mm -hmm. I'm only 41, folks, but but the reality is, like, you know, my body doesn't recover the same way as it used to when I was younger. And so when I have alcohol and wine's my thing, right? Because, you know, I like my glass of red wine, but if I have it too late in the evening, it messes up my whole sleep thing. So, so I've been testing that out. If I have a dessert too late in the evening, it messes up my entire, my entire sleep thing. So anyways, I don't want to keep talking about sleep, but uh, you know, that, that I think, I think it is a super important one. Chris, I would say a third one for me that I have been out of practice with. Uh, and I really need to challenge myself to do this is I need to take short little me time breaks. What do I mean by that? One of the habits I've gotten into over the summer here is, you know, getting up at six, usually my kids don't get up till seven, you know, and so I get up at six and what I do is I come out in the backyard, actually where I'm recording right now. Uh, and, and I just pray, I rest, I maybe look into daily scripture, I maybe just look out and just enjoy the space that I'm in. It's that intentional me time. I don't get it during the day, especially with kids all over the place, you know, and then work and everything like that. And I don't get it at night because I'm too tired. <laughs> That's why I go to bed. And so for me, I discovered that the morning is the best time for it. Now, another way that this has manifested itself for me in the past, Chris, is that I used to take a maybe a half day break from work, you know, and I would go do a short hike in one morning, you know, not far from my office or wherever I was at, and, and just go and, and spend that moment with God. You know, one morning, you know, a few hours and just go do that hike, maybe a two hour hike or something like that. You know, and again, I'm an outdoorsy type of person, so I know that I, I like that, I need that, you know, but that 
intentional break from my normal routine to go do something different. Uh, again, that's something I'm a little bit out of habit on, but it's been so rejuvenating for me. And I tell you, I come back from that short little half day, little adventures, and I come back like fired up, really ready to rock and roll because it's something about, for me, especially being outside with the physical activity, right? The physical activity that comes with that. Uh, and the me time, like there's just me, like by myself, right? You know, and like, and I'm an extrovert and I love being with people, you know, and I get, I gain energy from being with people, but uh, because I exert so much energy when I'm with people, like to, to be intentional about that rejuvenation time by myself, I think is so key. So whether I get up early in the morning, come sit out here or go for an early morning hike by myself for a couple hours, anything along those lines, it doesn't have to be those two things, but anything along, what's your me time look like? And I think those of you who have kids, like I do, it's hard to find that me time when your kids are clawing all over you, Chris. I don't know if that's your experience as well. Well, yeah, yeah, there's a couple of things with me time. I, I think that's an important strategy is to address your me time, right? So going back to what you were saying earlier, like little breaks throughout the day. Um, that's if you were working in an office and now you're working remotely, or even if you're back in the office, there's less people around. But one of the things that um, I miss about being in the office is being able to get up, just walk around, you know, interrupt other people's work. <laughs> and oh, just, I, I do that all the time when I'm in the office. <laughs> but, you know, it's the whole water cooler coffee break sort of thing where, um, you know, I would love to, even though I would bring my coffee in most of the times, uh, there'd be a couple of coworkers where I'm like, hey, I'm walking to, you know, the coffee shop. You want to walk with me, grab a cup of, you know, and my incentive is I'll treat you, right? Like, mm -hmm. but for me, just having that little break or that little walk around the building uh, <clears throat> was key as well. And if you're at home, that's a little bit harder to do because, um, you know, depending on how many people are in your household or whatnot, um, you know, you don't have that same kind of casual um, break or there's not that mutual understanding, right? If it, like there was actually one day, John, believe it or not, this summer where we decided to have our kids play with some friends who we knew. So they were out of the house and my wife and I actually had a whole work day in the house by ourselves, you know, and it was like, we could take that 10 minute, like, Hey, how's it going? You want to eat lunch silently together, you know, sort of like break. So I, I think like one, it's acknowledging that struggle, but two, um, you know, this is the, sort of the things that we were poorly doing it in the office also apply at home. Like if you are eating lunch in front of your computer, you should, you know, find a place in your house where you can have lunch, you know, away from your work right and that's a little bit of a break if it's getting up walking around your your block or your house just for 10 minutes or even if you have a, a a meeting try to put it on a phone meeting and walk around the neighborhood talking on the phone instead of you know having to put it on on zoom and everything but the deeper sort of issue i think is a lot of people have lost sight of of ha uh, of hobbies and outlets that bring them passion right and so kind of what I've heard you say, and then I feel like, um, you know, what other people have said is, you know, whether they had hobbies or not before, again, this whole situation has been a disruption to that. But um, what kind of out, like what kind of hobbies or outlets have you incorporated in your life? So for me, like cooking is one of those things, right? And if I'm just having a rough day, I'll say, forget it. I'll shut everything down and I'll go like, bake bread or, you know, um, you know, uh, just making a, a elaborate dish, ice cream, something like that, that's just going to take a couple of uh, hours, 
um, away and it's something that allows my mind to rest or you know I'm a musical person so um, you know I play the piano right just to sit in front of the piano and just to be able to um, you know uh, just noodle around and play some music um, you know having a hobby or an interest as that outlet um, is, is key and uh, I'm sure I, I feel like I've heard this from other people before but my pastor used to say this a lot um, uh, where interesting people do interesting things, right? And so if you are not trying, like if you haven't picked up any new habits or, or hobbies, um, then I would encourage you to do that because that's a way that we can kind of take a break from the grind that, that life or work brings. Yeah, I think that's so good. And that's something that I haven't been very intentional about. You know, uh, the the whole, the, the, the physical activity piece is, is really resonates with me because just being kind of an outdoorsy person and just feel like I need to be active all the time. But, uh, but I love this idea of like taking phone calls, right? We've, we're all on Zoom now, so everything's video. And so we, with video, you don't have the ability to to do those walking phone calls that, that I used to do all the time. I I used to come in the backyard and take walking phone calls all the time out here, right? You know, uh, so I, so I think that's really valuable. Uh, it, it, but I think that that another strategy is really what's the physical activity in your life, right? You know, well, it, it's not just physical. I want to push on that too because some people are like, well, yeah, I go for a run, or the, I'm talking about different. Like, there's the physical, but there's also the, the cerebral activities, right? And and both can have a benefit in, in each, right? Like, so if it's going on a hike or a run or a walk, right? There's the physical aspect of that, but it also helps us, you know, mentally and emotionally because now we're seeing things differently, right? But then there's also the, um, you know, maybe it's like doing puzzles. Um, maybe it's, uh, you, know, um, you know, it's something musical. Uh, maybe it's taking up knitting or crocheting or, you know, like one of these little more, um, I guess, artistic sort of things where physically it's going to release you because you're not looking at it necessarily a screen, but mentally it's going to help you because now you have a different thought process going about, right? Um, and I would even say, um, even though I mentioned, you know, walking around talking on the phone for work, I would say if you're going to work out, like if you usually listen to music or podcasts or things like that, um, with the exception of this podcast, I'd say don't listen to anything. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, yeah, just disconnect your 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 mind from all the noise that's going on in the world, um, and 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 that and and that's what I mean by it with with me time. Like again, even eating lunch, if you live by yourself and you're listening to this, even just taking a step away from your computer, no book, no phone, no laptop, tablet, whatever, and just eating your meal and savoring it is going to be key. Uh, to just taking that mental break away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally agree. And, and, and I think it looks different for everybody else. Here, here's another one that I've been so intentional about my entire life and, and mostly because it, it, it's been modeled for me uh, by my supervisors and bosses in the past is don't overwork <laughs> and, you know, t and take the days off that you need to. Here, here's the interesting thing is and this is not just a ministry thing i think it's it's very common you know the idea of working you know 10 10 12 hour days you know every once in a while it's fine but regularly not not good you know working six or seven days a week is really not healthy is not good and so you know, I, I've, I've joked with many people recently. I said, I look forward more to Fridays now, especially in light of COVID, than I ever did before. 
because again, I'm so exhausted, you know, from, from just the way of doing life right now that I just, I can't wait to just shut down my computer and like stop working on Friday evening, you know, or Friday afternoon and, and just be with enjoy family, enjoy friends, enjoy whatever. Right. You know? Uh, but I think we need to have the boundaries, right? I had, I had one of my bosses way back in my ministry career. Like he was very intentional. He, he would get in at seven and he would leave at three and to a T unless we had night meetings or weekend things or special things, right? That was different. Right. But to a T that's what he did. And so I started doing the same thing and I learned it early. Right. You know, and it's like, now it's time to work to be, to, it's time for work to be shut off and move on and go do other parts of my day. Like work is not the entirety of my life. Although sometimes it feels that way. And when it starts to feel that way, well, then that's even more of a challenge, right? So, so really enjoy those weekends, whatever it looks like for you, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Monday, whatever, whatever days you have off, right? You know, uh, you know, really embrace it and don't, you know, really shut off. Like, you know, I work, I work from home regularly, right? You know, like many of us right now, but like, and come the afternoon, I shut off my computer and that's a sign that I'm done. I'm done. And I, I turn off the lights in my office and I close the window and like the room is dark and like, I don't go in there for the rest of the weekend, you know, or the rest of the evening. And like, I just think we need to be better about that discipline. There's a little uh, caveat to what John just said though, except if he has this like podcast idea that he, texts me at um nine o'clock eastern time because he forgets that we're three hours apart but like uh you know nonetheless i, I didn't forget i knew i knew what time it was you know east coast i just sent it to you anyway because i'm like you know he'll get it because he's probably still awake and and if not he won't get it so it's all good so. no, it's, it's all right it's okay it's okay you know if it wasn't for you west coast people you know us east coast people could probably go to sleep a little bit earlier but you know it's like no i'm just if it but, wasn't for your east coast people i'd be able to sleep in a little bit more in the morning then hold on now hold on now we used to record these at eight o'clock in the morning eastern time which was 5 a.m and now it's a late 7.30 in the morning for John <laughs> Ronaldo, who just claimed he likes getting up at 5 and 6 a.m. So, uh, uh, this is true, but yeah. No, I, yeah, yeah. But, no, but you know what? Like, uh, you and I are in a unique situation where um, we have these organizations where it, it, it does cross time zones, right? Yeah. But um, nonetheless, um, uh, everyone else who's pretty much listening to this works in just one time zone. And... Um, but it's important to put those those barriers in place, right? And and having some kind of ceremonial like closure to that, right? Like I, you know, whenever I think about ending the workday, the image that comes to mind is the Flintstones, right? Where the, uh, you're, the old cartoon where the the whistle blows and Fred Flintstone says "Yabba Dabba Doo" and slides down the dinosaur, and you know they're rushing home and then they go to the drive-in. But anyway. It's, it's ceremonial. <laughs> and, and so for me, what it is around, you know, three thirty four o'clock, if I don't have a, um, a meeting that has to extend beyond that because of time zone differences, um, I'm, I'm going downstairs and I'm starting dinner, you know, and, uh, and, and just kind of putting things together and everything. And really, I don't hop back on to work unless it's, you know, a youth, uh, we're doing our, you know, youth alpha or, um, uh, a, a leaders meeting or something that I had planned, but pretty much like John said, laptop closes. I don't have work email on my phone, um, on my personal phone. So it's like, you know, I'm not going to accidentally check that there. 
Um, and it, that at that point, um, I'm not worried about anything really interrupting me. And if something does, it, it's got to be an emergency. And I think like um, setting up those boundaries are really important. Um, I understand that, you know, I think we have to understand in, in, in quarantine, not everyone has a home office where they can close the door and turn off the lights. But um, if you're on a computer or, um, you know, just shut that down. And, and I actually think uh, this is my challenge and, and John, feel free to push back or anything like that. I do not think people should have their uh, work email on their personal phone, especially now in quarantine, because like my phone is only like five inches from my computer. And if I'm spending most of my time on my computer and everything like that, like, you know, my, the, I just think people need that separation. I really, at least in parish ministry, see no reason that people should have email on their phone unless they're like going on a trip, you know, where um, they're bringing students somewhere or something like that. And right now we're not doing any of that. So that's just, and I, I think that's a huge disruptor and invader of, of, of rest. Yeah, I, so I, I love the idea, actually. I think it's a great idea. I don't follow that idea. Uh, now, partly the nature of my role requires me to have my phone, especially when I'm traveling and doing things. Because when I travel, I'm on the road, on an airplane, like that's work time, right? I'm not going to necessarily have internet or access on my computer. So I pull up my phone when I land and check on what came up. But, but anyways, it is what it is. My, my, the way that I've reacted to that is I've turned off all notifications on my phone. Right. So I've got my work email on my phone, but my, I, I get the email, the email doesn't come to me. So I only look at email when I intentionally want to and click on the app and open it. Right. And I, and I don't have any red annoying dot that's giving me a number saying you've got this many emails because all that does is that that Pavlovian dog response, like, Oh, I got a dot. I got to go see what's going on. Right. Every time your phone dings or rings at you, you're like, I got to check this. I have turned off all notifications on my phone. The only notifications I have on my phone are phone calls and texts. That's the only thing that beeps at me you know, on my phone. Uh, and that's it. Everything else, I have to go into it if I want to do it. And that has been, when I, when I instituted that, I don't know when it was, it was so free because I felt like I was so attached to this thing, right? And, and like, I'm always on it, right? And that's, look, cell phone addiction is a real thing. It, it is, you know, and we're addicted to it, you know, with social media, with games, with emails, with whatever. It's like, oh, I've got to go on. It's like, do I have another email? It's like, oh, I got another email, right? There's, there's actually a, uh, an adrenaline kick that comes from that, right? That comes from that ding that you hear, that red dot that you see. Turn all that crap off, you know, and just get used to not having that. Now, it's going to be a while. You have to retrain yourself to not react that way. But, you know, if you do have your work uh, email on your phone, which I'm okay with, you know, turn off the notifications. And quite honestly, you should turn off all notifications. There's really other than phone and text, Chris, I can't think of a single app that I need that, to notify me of anything. I, I can't, you know, yeah. and maybe now you can push back on me if you want, but I just, I don't see it. I don't see a need. I like to know when I'm within like 10 feet of a Starbucks. So that, <laughs> so it beeps at you. <laughs> yeah, but no, like you're, you're, you're right on that. And, and really, I, I think what it comes down to is the disruptors. One of the reasons why we don't have rest is because of disruptors and um, it's going to be different for different people. It might be your kids. It might be notifications on your phone. It might be um, the 
just the fact that you don't have these guardrails or boundaries set up that can prevent you from going off the side, you know, so <clears throat> really, um, if you want rest, you're going to have to um, eliminate as many of the disruptors as possible. Um, and part of that is starting your day with with margin. You mentioned morning routines earlier, and, and I think that's a, also another strategy is, is establishing some kind of morning routine um, to uh, get you um, going. Because there's nothing like, I know we've all been in that situation, right, where we're sleeping, uh, sleeping in bed and then something, whether it's our phone or the fire alarm or a kid or our phone alarm going off that just jolts us out of bed and there's nothing restful about that, right? So. Um, I don't know about you, John, but one thing I've found helpful uh, over the years is if I get out of bed and then I go uh, straight to, I have a quiet place in my house where I sit down and I just do uh, a couple of minutes of just breathing and just praying for the Holy Spirit to come into my heart. And then I sit down and I read a little bit of scripture and then I journal um, and do that for about 15, 20 minutes. And, um, and I feel like I emerge out of that just ready to tackle my day because I've had my prayer time, I've had quiet time, quiet prayer time, and I've been able just to unload um, any like jumbled thoughts in my head onto some paper that I offer over to God. And, um, you know, um, and I think like having that morning routine, um, and I do that before I go out for a run or my cup of coffee or something like that, because having that morning routine, I think it's just key in sort of establishing a foundation for the rest of your day. I agree. And, and we've, we've kind of bounced around prayer, you know, in different parts of this. And, and here's the reality. Uh, in all of this, you can bring God into it. And we should bring God into it. When, when I go on, on runs uh, or, or work out, like I bring God into that in some way, shape or form. Look, it's not crazy. You know, I just say, you know, you know, it could be as simple as like, you know, saying a quick prayer as I begin my run. Right. And it's just like, it's, it's bringing God into the normal everyday realities of my life. And I try to be intentional about that. So I do try to sit down in the morning and, and right now I'm in the phase of life, like 10 minutes is probably all I can get. Right. Like you said, you know, just do a little prayer. Sometimes I'll do scripture. Sometimes I'll just look at nature out back, right. Whatever. But, but God can be brought all into all of that. And so, so how do you do that? And, and I think thinking through that, I think is really important. And one last bonus tip for those of you who have young kids, if I could, uh, I trained my eldest child years ago to not wake mommy and daddy up in the morning. Now it's not perfect, it's not foolproof. Uh, but what happened is now, now she's nine and she's taught my five-year-old and three-year-old. And, and we, re, we reiterate this, especially on weekends, Saturday and Sunday for us, you know, and, and we say, do, we're not setting an alarm. Do not wake us up. Do not come into the room unless, you know, someone's dying. Uh, and look, they're not perfect at it, but there are times like we get up and like, we haven't heard a peep from the kids. Like, are they okay? Right. And they're just playing on their own, right? They can do it. And so uh, training my kids to not come into our room in the morning has been hugely beneficial for my wife and I. So <laughs> the rest that we get on those mornings. So there's a little bonus trip uh, tip if you've got young kids. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little jealous of that. Uh, I, I think my kids were beyond training in that because um, <laughs> my oldest son was an early, has been an early bird from a, 
early age and he used to scream from his crib early in the morning mom dad like he never crawled out of the crib or anything like that so it was like one of those things where he would beckon for us and so um yeah our kids have gotten better on that but yeah it, it is communicating um you know not just with kids but like it's communicating with other people like when you need your alone time or your quiet time you know and uh um you know i, I mentioned my prayer time I, I said to my kids like if I go into this room and close the door um, at this time, I'm, you know, doing prayer time. You're welcome to come in and pray with me, but like, there is no talking, you know? So, um, and, and, you know, it takes time for kids to get that. And it even takes time for some adults to get when we need quiet time and, 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 and barriers of that, but rest is important. Rest is important. And so as you're listening to this, uh, hopefully uh, we've given you a couple of tips or strategies uh, of rest. If, if you have your own that you want to share with us, of course, email us at questions at the church podcast.org, or you can shoot uh, John uh, a note on Twitter or, or me on uh, other forms of social media. You know, just, uh, um, um, you know, your tips. And if we don't respond right away, it's because we don't have notifications. Um, on our phones. But uh, no, in all seriousness, if you have any thoughts or tips or questions that you want, definitely share them with us. If you're struggling with this and need help in regards to coaching or therapy or spiritual directing and, and want insights or tips, reach out to us and we'll do our best to direct you, put, point you in the right direction as well. Um, John, on top of Twitter, what are good ways that people can get in touch with you and the Parish Success Group? Yeah, come check us out at parasuccessgroup.com. All of our information's there. My email and phone number are there, and we'd just love to connect with you. So those are the, that's the best place to get all the information. Cool. And you can find me at marathonyouthministry.com or reach out to me via social media with Marathon Youth Ministry. Um, of course, though, you can reach both of us at thechurchpodcast.org. And if you uh, liked this episode, we'd love it if you left a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else this podcast can be heard and uh uh john you know we 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 talked about including god in this process would you close us in prayer and uh ask for a little bit of rest absolutely let's do it in the name of the father and of the son of the holy spirit amen god give us peace give us rest as we continue to do your good work help us find time to rejuvenate to find time to connect with you, to reconnect with ourselves and spend quiet moments alone if necessary, but just finding that rest. So Lord, we ask that you give us that rest, you give us that peace in all that we do in the busyness of our, our lives, our ministry. And may we encourage others in our family and our friends to go I find that rest as well, like our ministry colleagues and encourage it and model it for others as well, Lord. So Lord, we just ask for that rest. We ask for peace. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.